Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. My name's Tim. I'm Head Ninja at Exposure Ninja and best-selling digital marketing author. This show is all about helping you to drive more leads and sales through your website. And in this episode, I'm delighted to be joined by Stephen Van Vessem from Content King. Now, Content King is an SEO app um, that helps you kind of live audit your site and audits your site continuously in the background. But we haven't brought Stephen on to talk about auditing your website or the Content King app. We've brought Stephen on to talk about the content marketing strategy that Content King uses because they use a combination of blog and what we'd call knowledge base content to drive a lot of organic traffic to the site for some very competitive keywords, but also really importantly to drive leads. So whilst the strategy that Stephen's going to talk through is exactly what we tell you every day to do uh, through the Exposure Ninja books and podcasts and videos, I think that sometimes it really helps to have someone from outside this world come and talk to you about the success that they've had using this strategy. And Stephen and Content King Business, they've taken it to a fantastic level with this. They've got phenomenal calls to action, which are optimized for the particular article topic that the, um, the, the visitors on. They implement this whole strategy so well. So we wanted to bring Stephen on to talk about exactly how they do it and the steps that they go through. So we cover three things. Firstly, we talk about the impact that this stuff has had on the Content King business and how important this strategy is as part of their overall mix. Then we talk about the specifics of how this thing actually works. And then at the end, we go through an actionable step-by-step plan that you can follow to implement this for your business. So I hope that you find this really useful and I hope you enjoy the conversation with Stephen Van Bessem from Content King. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. So Stephen, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Tim. Glad to be here. So for those who don't know you and Content King, um, maybe you could give us a, a bit about your story and what Content King is and, and who it's for. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so my name is Stephen Van Bassem. I'm the VP of Community and co-founder of Content King. Um, my daily work revolves around uh, content marketing and SEO. I'm doing a lot of writing, uh, making sure the writing is seen by people. Um, I'm engaging with the SEO community on whatever platform um, the kids use these days. Um, So I'm in a bunch of Slack groups, obviously on Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, Reddit, Growth Hackers, you name it, I'm there. Um, So that, yeah, that's uh, that's me. Um, Looking forward to uh, going to Brighton over the summer. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, one of the perks of the job to uh, go to in-person events when pandemics allow it. Um, yeah, so I, I love to meet up with people in person as well. Um, socially distance, uh, safe, stuff like that. <laughs> as for uh, Content King, uh, Content King is a real-time auditing and monitoring platform. Uh, so our philosophy is that, like, you, you shouldn't, turn on a crawl, um, um, like auditing, SEO auditing should be a continuous process. So at any given time, um, you need to be able to quickly look up um, what kind of issues do I have? What kind of changes 
happened. Um, and in case of trouble, you should be alerted. Uh, and, and that's what we do at, uh, at Contact King. So we monitor sites, look for SEO issues and changes, and we alert you uh, in case of trouble. Um, kind of just takes out like 50% of all the, the recurring SEO work that um, SEOs, especially agencies, do. Good stuff. And I'd suggest that everyone goes to the Content King website, whether you're a potential customer or not, because one of the things we're going to talk today about is is how you've used content to grow Content King. I, I guess you'd have to with a name <laughs> like that. But yeah. I, I think what you've done and the levels that you've gone to with content across the blog and what we'd call the knowledge base um, it is really fantastic. So maybe you could give us like a quick overview of exactly how you use particularly the, the, the content on the website to actually grow the Content King business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So when we got started in 2015, uh, one of the core um, um, lead gen drivers was, uh, uh, we call it the Content King Academy. It's basically where we give away all of our free knowledge. Um, um, so if you go to contentkingapp.com slash academy, you'll land on the overview page. There's a need categorization. All of the content, uh, that's, all of the evergreen content lives there. Um, all of the um, content that expires at some point lives on the blog. Uh, like by definition, um, a, a blog is something that includes content that will lose its value over time. Um, and because we update a lot of our content, more on that later, um, we keep that in, uh, in, in the academy. Um, so as a platform for SEOs, uh, digital marketing managers, and so on, uh, it made a lot of sense to focus on SEO and content marketing as a channel. Uh, it's something we knew we uh, were good at. Um, so we, uh, yeah, we, we started doing that. Um, so pretty much um, uh, as soon as we launched, we started uh, yeah, putting content together that we thought our audience would be interested in, content that would help them solve the, the problems they were having. So uh, we'll, we'll get into kind of audience targeting and, and how you identify what to write about um, later on. But what are the main traffic sources for these, for these articles that are going in the academy and the blog? Main traffic source is definitely uh, Google Organic, uh, followed by social traffic, um, uh, of which I think Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook would be the... Uh, the biggest drivers, but um, or organic uh, traffic, uh, our bread and butter uh, is, is definitely up there as the, the most important uh, traffic source to the, uh, the academy. And maybe just so we can get a sense of how important this has been to Content King's growth, like uh, what else do you do to grow the business? What other digital marketing channels are you using? And how much of a priority would you say the the, the website content is? Um, well, I would definitely say it's, uh, uh, it has the uh, highest, ha has had the highest priority. Um, but uh, you shouldn't be putting all your eggs in one basket. Uh, so we've uh, started diversifying the, uh, uh, the, the traffic to the site, doing more and more with uh, paid media um, and uh, sponsored newsletters, 
um, things like that. Um, but it's been um, content marketing and like organic traffic has been the, the primary traffic driver uh, to the, uh, the Academy content. And I mean, if you're an SEO tool and your SEO sucks, like <laughs> people will start to wonder, like, hmm, are these folks for real? Yes. Yes, that's very true. But I mean, it's important to also say that this, the, the, the kind of process that we're going to discuss today, it's not just for SEO tools. It's not just for SaaS businesses. Is it? Like, mm, nope. What, what sort of business is obviously being a, I was going to say being a tool, but be, being someone who markets <laughs> um, in this space, you, you get to see a lot of businesses using SEO. And, and, and what's your oh, yeah. sense on what type of businesses can benefit from what we're going to be talking about today? any type of business that wants to get more value out of the uh, organic traffic uh, uh, source, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, so obviously for us as an SEO tool provider, SEO is important, but like if you're um, like, an, whether you're an e-com uh, site uh, or whether you're in-house in a B2C uh, company or B2B SaaS, it, it doesn't matter. If you want to make more, um, uh, revenue through organic search. Uh, this podcast is going to be interesting for you. So keep on listening, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. If you're enjoying the podcast so far, don't forget that you can subscribe or follow us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Also, please consider leaving us a review. We really appreciate it and we love reading them all. And of course, if you need help with your digital marketing, then you can request a free website and marketing review from Exposure Ninja. What will happen is you go to ExposureNinja.com and you click the button to request your review. Once you do that, you'll see a short questionnaire which asks you for some information about your business and your goals and your digital marketing. Our team will then research and record you a 15 minute video showing you how to improve the volume of leads and sales that your website generates through conversion optimization and also driving more traffic through things like SEO, content marketing, social media and paid traffic sources. The service is completely free and it's totally awesome. So go to ExposureNinja.com to request your free website and digital marketing review today. So there are going to be listeners or viewers on YouTube who are like, yeah, I've written posts for my website and they don't really do anything. Mm -hmm. Maybe I got it wrong, but I've tried a few and, and it's not really, it's definitely not a driver of, of leads for me. Um, obviously, for, for, for this strategy to work, there has to be two components. You have to be able to get traffic to your content and you also have to be able to convert that traffic into leads. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe if we just start with the traffic stuff, first of all, how do you find topics that are likely to generate not just traffic, but the right sort of traffic, people that are going to be a, a potential customer of the business? Mm hmm. Yeah, so there's uh, two primary drivers uh, in that part of the decision making. Uh, one is what are topics our audiences struggle with? And two is like, where does our product um, offer a solution? And where those overlap, where Content King could be a solution to an issue they have, where it overlaps, um, yeah, that's. Uh, where the sweet spot is for us and for a lot of businesses um, uh, that would be the case and that's kind of interesting you, you mentioned that overlap certainly some of the biggest exponents of this strategy I'm thinking 
uh, companies like HubSpot, um, maybe haven't often focused on the where does our product have the solution part of the overlap. So they're just literally thinking, what problems do our customers have broadly within you know, within a hundred miles of, of our mm-hmm. solution and they've gone yeah. really, really wide. And that can often feel intimidating mm-hmm. to businesses trying to adopt this strategy because they're like, well, we can never compete. We, you know, we'd have to exactly. write hundred thousand articles to do that. Whereas you're saying, actually, mm-hmm. you don't need to go that big. You just think about th- that overlap. That feels like a really important point. Yep. Yeah, it, and it and it is. And um, if you were to ask me, Steve, what like where should we begin? Uh, I would say start there. Uh, and like I, I don't know exactly where um, HubSpot started when it comes to topic selection, but I would wager they started in the same spot. But since they've been doing such a great job and they've come so far, um, they they had to go broad in order to keep organic growth. Uh, and you see this happening uh, to loads and loads of businesses. Like once they hit a couple hundred thousand or maybe even a million organic visitors a month, to keep growth up, they need to go wider. Uh, and that reels in traffic, but it doesn't necessarily mean the traffic will convert uh, the same way as the traffic you already um, uh, conquered before, basically. Yeah. Which I, you know, it's, it's not uncommon to see these larger sites having a significantly lower conversion rate from informational content on the site than, you know, even a smaller site with fewer posts, but they're much better targeted. And that can mm-hmm. sometimes be concerning for people that as the site's growing, the conversion rate has gone down, whereas actually it's often a, mm-hmm. a symptom of kind of, you know, you just cast a wider net, so you're getting more yeah, rubbish as exactly. well. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you could argue that like those people that um, come in on an article that's only remotely uh, related to the service a company's offering, uh, like you could argue that that's just top of the funnel, just making sure uh, you have um, your first touch point with, uh, uh, with a visitor. Maybe they sign up for a newsletter, um, uh, follow you on Twitter or whatever. Um, and it, it can take a while for them to try out the software. It's all good. Um, it's like once you get to that stage, it's just you look at the funnel and you you, you just try to get as much uh, visitors mm-hmm. in that funnel as you possibly can get. So priorities at the end of the day, isn't it? So definitely. What? Yeah. And one thing to add, Tim, uh, mm-hmm. don't try to copy one of those established brand strategy when you, you're just getting started because mm-hmm. you've got a small team, uh, you don't have all the capital the larger companies have. You don't have the experience, you don't have the authority. So start small and just start conquering your niche. So where you have the overlap between the problems you solve and the problems your audience is, is uh, dealing with. And just, yeah, keep on expanding beyond that. Run experiments, see what sticks and what doesn't. Great advice, great advice. So. All right, we've got this idea of the problems that we solve and the problems that our audience has and and finding the kind of overlap between those. How do you begin to validate that there is enough potential traffic and customers there? And and then how do you approach keyword research? I know it's, you know, obviously it's its own topic, but um, Mm -hmm. what are the what are the kind of big picture things that you're looking at during your keyword research phase? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that kind of depends on whether you have some real world data in uh, Google Search Console, for instance, or not. 
if you have the data, you already know what people are searching for. So mm -hmm. say you wrote an article about topic A and you came up with topic B, which is somewhat related. You already have an idea of the kind of searches people use and the kind of yeah, the, the amount of impressions. Uh, so that's very useful information, uh, which you should definitely leverage when doing keyword research. If you don't have that information and you can't like fully commit to writing a big piece, I would suggest to create a smaller piece um, to get um, some of that real world data, to pull mm -hmm. that in, to see it show up at Google Search Console and to use that for further planning. You can always extend an existing article. Um, so instead of like committing to, uh, like I'm gonna write this massive, 10,000 word article, gonna work on it for two weeks. Um, you could just start with an article, you write it in a few hours, you publish it, um, and, and yeah, you, you start um, uh, keeping an eye on the data that's coming in. Uh, and you use that data to uh, define next steps. Yeah. yeah. I think that's something, and it makes total sense. It's like super easy, like everyone can think of it, but there's, like most people don't don't approach it this way, mm. uh, so I, I call it uh, like the, the the shot before the bow uh, or shot over the bow um, tactic. It's um, it works works really well. And that's really interesting. I think a lot of the hesitance that people might have over that is well, unless I go all in on this piece, it's not going to mm. get me the traction that I'm really going to need. So. Is it going to give me the a kind of accurate picture? But I guess what you'll find is that even if you might not get you know all all of the visibility that you really want, if you do a bunch of these, you're you're going to be able to spot the winners, presumably. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If you do a couple of these and you look at conversion rates, you'll mm -hmm. find uh, like you'll find evidence uh, that supports um, uh, your theories around which articles touch best on. Um, well, overlap best with the, um, uh, the the problems your audience have, mm. um, and and yeah, how your solution can solve it. Great stuff. So um, you mentioned they're writing shorter pieces, and then you know writing longer pieces. I noticed some of the posts on Content King they're they're so so long and so in depth, which is awesome. But you obviously in the SEO space, you're competing for some of the world's most competitive keywords. So yeah, you kind of you got to come with some heavy heavy firepower to, to win that. But when someone asks you the typical question, how long does a piece have to be mm -hmm. in order to rank or in order to perform? How do you start thinking about that? And how do you analyze how long your stuff needs to be to, to compete for the phrases that you're targeting? Mm -hmm. Yeah, great question. Uh, I, th I think a lot of content marketers and SEO struggle with this. Uh, like they've been um, distracted with some of the studies, like I, let's call them studies, um, <laughs> Observations. that say, yeah, they're, they're like, you have the whole, um, uh, correlation isn't causation discussions. Yeah. Like these are studies that will show you, okay. Uh, the average word length of uh, an article ranking on page one for a competitive term is 5,100 words or something like it's total crap. Um, if you try to apply that to um like a brand new strategy uh, uh like it, it doesn't apply to every content type yes it may apply to like a an ultimate guide sure but if you're answering a simple question it mm. uh, the, the, the article needs to be short as possible 
Uh, it just needs to answer that question in the most um, complete and efficient way. Uh, so ask yourself, like, what would a visitor be looking for? Uh, what can you do to answer their query um, uh, as best as possible and do that? So if um, someone searches for uh, robots text guide, you know they're not looking for uh, a very specific question about robots text, right? They're looking for uh, a guide. Uh, so it's totally mm -hmm. fine to have like a massive piece. Uh, but if they're looking for some like RobotStacks crawl delay, uh, you know they're looking for something specific to RobotStacks. Um, and that's where uh, you'll find that such a massive guide is not going to rank for that. But a very detailed um, uh, article on that will. So look at what, um, uh, what you think would work best for your visitors. Uh, and take a peek at the SERP as well. Um, so the, yeah, the search engine result page, look into, type the, the query into Google, look at the top 10 results uh, and, and see what kind of articles are they. Are they long? Are they short? Um, it, and it's something you shouldn't be uh, taken as a source of truth. Um, it's more like inspiration uh, mm. because what, what Google's ranking today can change tomorrow. Mm. Um, and oftentimes Google has these searches where they serve like a split intent result page. So they're unsure about the intent of the user. So they, they choose different types of content to serve that. And then over time, they may pr start preferring certain types of content over other types. It, it, clearly, the, the, there is a balance here. I mean, if you search for something like, um, I don't know, I'm thinking of something that, competitive like, uh worldwide developer conference date or something like that right mm -hmm. which which is all around you know that the apple worldwide developer conference loads of content produced on this often by um large large um large publications uh ad supported and what they'll offer in you know you might say that all the audience really wants is a date um and google mm -hmm. might just serve up the date but often the article will start with what is worldwide developer conference where is it hosted? What have been some of the most significant worldwide developer conference? And then you'll get something like, when is this year's worldwide developer conference um, hosted or something like that? So I guess there has to be, uh, same with weather, right? What's the weather today? Well, you might just <laughs> yeah. want to see the word sunny, but you might want something or, or you might find that something that ranks is actually a little bit a little bit more in depth, but not like, mm -hmm. like you say, the ultimate guide to what the definition of weather is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I, I think you're you're touching on an interesting point. If you look at the recipe market, like if you look up um, uh, pancake recipes, you'll find like massive articles about like when I was in second grade, <laughs> I once went to my grandma and she made delicious blueberry pancakes. Blah blah blah. Like no one gives a shit. <laughs> they want to know how to make those pancakes, what they need, and, and how to do it. Yeah. Um, so I think I hope like we will move to um, uh, a situation where um, that type of content isn't rewarded unless people are looking for that, obviously. Uh, but it's like uh, just quick answers like, OK, you want to see that recipe. Here's the recipe. Here are the ingredients. Here's how to make it. Uh, maybe include a video of uh, how it's done. Um, mm. But that should be the, the focus, in my opinion. I've often wondered if that's a symptom of, um, you know, people targeting scroll depth or, you know, page engagement and 
burying stuff beneath the fold in order to get people scrolling and staying on the page longer in the hope that this improves their ranking i don't know that's completely uh just just my, my feeling on why we're seeing this stuff because it like you say it doesn't really serve the user but it seems to be exactly. really commonplace it does it does and um there's a chance it may have been rewarding um those sites with uh, good rankings back in the day uh and because they've accumulated all of that authority links uh and the, they 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 may still have like good engagement metrics mm. um a big fan base and that's why that type of content which may be outdated by now is still re- ranking there uh because of all the other signals that kind of came along with it you know mm. so okay. i think that's that's important to keep in mind uh, uh like what's what's working for some sites now um, will, will not always work for you as um, you enter a market. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. It can be very frustrating for new websites that are trying to trying to compete with established sites that are doing everything that SEOs tell them not to do. And they say, well, you know, these sites are still ranking and they've just got, you know, 10,000 location pages buried in their footer with identical mm-hmm. content. So we, we clearly yeah. need to do that if, if we're going to rank. And it can be very frustrating to... Oh, yeah. To, uh, yeah, to, to, to realize that yesterday's overhang isn't necessarily a target. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. Okay, um, so l- let's talk about the writing process. And so you've identified the topic and <laughs> you've thought through, um, you've thought through the keywords that you're going to be targeting. How do you go from that? You even know, you know, and you know the length, even if it, you're starting with a smaller one and then you're going to write mm-hmm. more detail. Yeah. How, do you have any tips for writing? Any considerations that you um, that you give to like subheadlines and things like that? Mm. So um, before we jump into that, um, there's other factors that we take into account as well. It's like uh, to what degree is uh, this article going to be offloading um, support questions? Uh, so obviously we we have thousands of customers. Um, and even more users, and they have questions, um, which is completely normal. Um, so when the content marketing team produces content that relieves uh, the support team uh, and drives organic traffic in the process, that's a win-win. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we take that into account as well. Um, and whether it's, it's timely, it's uh, um, like a topic that people are looking for uh, right now, uh, that's likely to, uh, uh, to get links. So there's a bunch of criteria that we take into account before we commit to writing a piece. Uh, if they don't fit the criteria, we're either going to park them or like throw them out completely. Uh, we've learned uh, over the years that these work really well for us. Um, so yeah, that's, that's yeah, why we stick with them. Um, to answer your question about headings, um, if you look at our academy, um, we cover a lot of technical terminology. Uh, so for instance, if you take crawl budget, it's like, um, what is crawl budget? Why is it important? How does it work? What are the best practices around crawl budget, et cetera, et cetera. And we kind of came up with a blueprint that works for um, a lot of similar uh, t- um, uh, concepts, basically. Um, and we, like, we didn't come up with a perfect blueprint that kind of evolved over time and we have something that works. Uh, so, um, yeah, we, we, we apply that wherever it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also come across topics, uh, that are different. Uh, like for instance, if, um, 
um, we have a very successful piece about uh, how to get your sites indexed by Google. Um, and it's a 11 step process that you go through. Very different um, uh, structure, but uh, it works for this type of content. Mm. So I would say create a structure that makes a lot of sense uh, for, for your audience. Like if it's an, an obvious things like, uh, I don't know, if, if someone's searching for car tires, like you don't need to explain what a car tire is, um, but you uh, do need to explain like the different types. Uh, and like uh, these are uh, um, uh, good for summer. These are all seasons. Uh, these are winter tires, et cetera, et cetera. Mm, great advice, great advice. So let's talk about how you actually generate leads from this. Um, mm -hmm. You've got your content written. I think one of, I, I love the, the call to action on the Content King site. You've got the post on, on desktop, you've got the post on the left-hand side, and then you've got a sticky CTA on the right, which is basically, from what I can tell, it's basically always get a free trial, but you'll tie the headline to the mm -hmm. topic of the article to make it yes. super relevant. So if I go on the meta descriptions, how to write a meta description one, then the, he the, the, the title for the call to action will be something like check if your meta descriptions are working properly or something, mm -hmm. take a free trial of content, yep. which I think is superb. Um, firstly, how important do you feel like that kind of tailoring has been to the conversion rate that you're getting from these posts? Mm, definitely important. Um, and like, it, we didn't A-B test this or anything. It just makes a lot of sense to do. Uh, yeah. And it just takes you 30 seconds when you're writing an article to craft a, um, a, a contextual CTA call to action. Mm. Uh, so that just makes a lot of sense. And then um, when reading through an article uh, and looking for uh, the sections in the article where we touch on important points, um, like things you need to look out for, or uh, like um, in case of match descriptions, like obviously you have like a maximum length. Um, uh, they need to be unique, stuff like that. Uh, those are great um, uh, sections to create tie-in with the call to actions. Like, oh, hey, uh, do a quick check. And, and yeah, see if your meta descriptions are set up correctly. Yeah, superb. Um, what do your best converting posts and articles have in common? They're very um, to the point. It's right. like you have an issue, I have a solution. Yeah. Uh, like follow these steps to, to, to fix the issue. Uh, no beating around the bush. It's like uh, you immediately give what people are looking for. Um, those articles, for those articles, it, it, it's very clear what they're looking for. So it's not that hard to come up with the solution. Uh, other times, though, um, like the, uh, the, the, um, the problems the audience is dealing with um, is, is less clear. Uh, mm -hmm. So I think that hurts conversion rates. Um, but yes, yeah, we find out uh, more about the, yeah, the, the issues that the audience is dealing with. Uh, yeah, we refine that. But I think the key to success uh, for the best performing articles is to just make them super clear and mm -hmm. uh, easy to scan. And uh, yeah, basically um, give away uh, too much, uh, right. and, and too fast. Just 
yeah, once you once that feeling starts to creep up on you, um, uh, you know you're you're getting somewhere. You're generating value, real value. Yeah, that's that's a really interesting point. I think it's it's one that a lot of people struggle with, don't they? They think, well, we just want to give a little bit away in the post, just so that the yeah. audience knows we know our stuff, and then they'll come to us. And you're mm-hmm. saying, and we found exactly the same with our books. Just give away as much as you possibly can. Yep. The competition is really high. So you have to give as much as you possibly can because everyone's giving lots of stuff away anyway. And Mm -hmm. you don't feel like that suppresses response. Actually, that would enhance response in your opinion. Yeah, definitely. We uh, like this has come up a lot. People have asked us, like, shouldn't you be selling this as a course? Because there's so much value in this. And like, we'd never do that because our goal is to help SEOs and digital marketers do a better job at SEO, spend less time on stuff that you can automate, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so we will do whatever it takes to uh, get in touch with those people. And if giving away all of the content for free uh, is the way to do it, and that seems to be working for us, then yeah, by all means, go for it. So, I mean, this ties into another question I had for you, which is, have you tested putting things behind, uh, you know, an email capture or a, a softer call to action, which isn't around get a free trial? It's more like sign up for the newsletter to discover how to do your own SEO or something like that. Are those things that you've tested? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, um, after people spend some time on uh, the site, uh, they will um, be asked, like, "Hey, do you want to um, uh, receive SEO content in your inbox?" Uh, works pretty well. Uh, we've done the same thing uh, with a couple of cheat sheets. Uh, so for instance, um, when it comes to crawling and indexing, uh, we created a cheat sheet with all of the different methods. You can signal your preferences to search engines. Uh, and we listed all the pros and cons. It's like, you can easily print this, put it on your wall because you're gonna be thinking about this every day anyway. Hmm. Uh, and maybe you know everything uh, off the top of your head, um, but a lot of people don't, so it's just easy. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you, I mean, you've clearly made the decision to stick with the free trial as your primary CTA, yes. which makes a lot of sense because yeah. that's the, the the thing that most directly leads to revenue for you. Yes. Is, is there ever been? Have you ever tested that against something else and made a decision, or is that that's always been the way? That's always been the way so far. Yeah. Cool. Have you tested anything that didn't work? CTA wise? Hmm, let me think. That's a good question. Nothing uh, I can recall. No. Hmm. Like, obviously, over the course of the years, we've done plenty of stuff that didn't work. Like, if you're not trying things, you're not uh, uh, going anywhere. Uh, hmm. You're always going to be doing the same stuff, which inevitably leads to, um, yeah, dying. Um, generally so, not an optimal outcome <laughs> <laughs> exactly so you need to adapt you need to try new things uh, like in digital marketing uh, so that there's there's so much stuff happening uh, so you need to be on the lookout uh, and, and your competition is doing the same thing so there mm. there is there's always so much uh, so much to do it's a very good point so all right 
The other um, challenge that people will often notice is that the, the, the traffic that comes to their site, if it has commercial intent that's coming to their core pages, whether that's products mm -hmm. or service, and if it has informational research intent that's coming to the blog, and often the conversion rates of those two, not necessarily the page conversion rates, but the sales conversion rates on the mm -hmm. lead that come through to those, very different. Have you noticed any patterns there? And have you had to change anything about the free trial process in order to get those informational people turning into actual signups for Content King? Um, no, the current approach has worked pretty well for us, I would say. Um, but I, I think a better example would be to look at an e-com store. So uh, say you're selling sneakers. Um, and someone searches for Nike sneakers, like it's pretty, pretty, pretty obvious, like you want them to land on a category page. Uh, but what if they search for, uh, I don't know, um, uh, the coolest sneakers uh, for the summer of 2021? Um, mm -hmm. And you have a blog article about that uh, and, and it ends up ranking well, you're going to see very different conversion rates because the blog article is going to be uh, funneling visitors to your product detail pages. Um, and sometimes these blog articles end up competing with uh, product detail pages or product category pages, uh, and that's where it gets interesting. So you have different intents, um, uh, different pages. Uh, some pages may have some links from other sites, uh, especially blog content is more likely to attract links than product category pages because they're very commercial in nature. Uh, so uh, yeah, those are, um, uh, I think, more interesting examples uh, to look at. So internal link structure plays a big role in that and, and making sure that the blog article kind of supports the, the sales, the, the, the more commercial pages. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess that, that ties into your, your, your point right at the beginning, which is the content that you're writing is that it, it's the meeting of audience problem and our solution. Mm -hmm. So you're not really targeting any non-relevant or, or kind of semi-relevant traffic here. You're really going for, you know, this person is in pain that we solve. So in a mm -hmm. sense, it's all, they might not come in with commercial intent, but you know, they're pretty much going to be a, a, you know, a pretty much going to be a direct hit for what you do. So you're going to have less of a, a kind of disparity there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, true. Um, also, because like it's it's free to create a trial, a fourteen day trial with us. So, um, if someone's impressed with the content and think, hey, this this may be useful for me, like it's very easy to just set up a trial. Yeah. So it only takes you twenty seconds, and that's it. Um, whereas, uh, like, yeah, purchasing uh, a set of sneakers, like obviously directly costs money. Yeah. So uh, I think the, the the fact that we have a very low threshold for people to create a trial uh, really helps in, in conversion rates. If you're enjoying the podcast so far, don't forget that you can subscribe or follow us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Also, please consider leaving us a review. We really appreciate it and we love reading them all. And of course, if you need help with your digital marketing, then you can request a free website and marketing review from Exposure Ninja. What will happen is you go to ExposureNinja.com and you click the button to request your review. Once you do that, you'll see a short questionnaire which asks you for some information about your business and your goals and your digital marketing. Our team will then research and record you a 15 minute video showing you how to improve 
the volume of leads and sales that your website generates through conversion optimization and also driving more traffic through things like SEO, content marketing, social media, and paid traffic sources. The service is completely free and it's totally awesome. So go to ExposureNinja.com to request your free website and digital marketing review today. Let's make an action plan for listeners and viewers. Oh, yeah. So someone's listening. They want to mimic your success. Obviously not in the SEO audit tool space. That would be pointless even trying. Um, But let's say that they have their own uh, business and they want to mimic the content king uh, lead gen success from content. Mm -hmm. Or you were going back to day one and, and starting again. What's the first thing that they need to do? Uh, I would uh, start with uh, identifying uh, audience pain points. Um, and like some people work with uh, personas, um, which can work fine. Uh, but uh, if you already have some customers or when you're like trying to see like you're in an alpha or beta phase, um, the information you get from the conversations you have with prospects is super useful. Because you learn the real world issues they have uh, and that they are looking to solve. Uh, So that information is vital. Um, If you already have a sales team, like talking to them to learn from them what kind of uh, struggles people go through is super useful. That's great input for your overview of all the pain points that you can address. Um, Then you want to overlap that with um the uh like the problems you can solve um so that's another one and you ideally want to uh target queries that people are actually searching for um uh, so yeah you may think okay so if someone searches for seo tools fifty thousand times a month and i rank two i'm gonna make bank um yes and no uh because it really depends a lot of people will be searching for free tools Mm. Uh, so you're going to um, invest massive, massive amounts of money to rank there. And it's going to end up being a disappointment because like they're looking for tools. Uh, they're not just looking for one. So they, they're looking for an overview, et cetera, et cetera. So there's this disconnect. Uh, so I would be on the lookout for queries that are relevant to you um, that are within reach and that match the search intent of the user. Great stuff. So we've got our queries, we've got our topics, we know what we're writing about. Yep. Keyword research, are there any indications to you that this is an absolute no-go or that maybe you want to try a different approach? Like what's, what, what's, what's piquing your interest when you're doing some keyword research? Um, so what, what I usually start with is just start typing queries into Google, see what they suggest. So they will, they will try to uh, guess the, the, the kind of search you're about to make. Mm. Uh, that's inf- interesting information. Um, you'll, you also have the also ask uh, box. So those are related searches that people ask as well. Uh, and then at the bottom of the page, you have related searches. So that kind of gives you an idea of like the, the topic you're looking into and all of the adjacent questions people have. Um, and then uh, I will leverage any uh, and all data I have. So going through Search Console uh, and looking at query information, uh, like impressions, uh, uh, to see what has volume uh, and, and what hasn't. 
so obviously this is hard if you're not ranking well, you're going to see lower impressions because you're not on page one. So you're not getting all of the, uh, the visibility there. Uh, something to keep in mind. Uh, and then I, I go through the typical keyword research tools, um, look at what they say. But it's important to keep in mind that all of these tools are always wrong because they're <laughs> estimates. Like they yeah. apply their own um, models um, on, a, on a data set that they may pull from AdWords Keyword Planner or some clickstream data. They all have their own um, angle and they're always wrong. So it's, it's not a matter of whether they're right or wrong. It's like, which one is less wrong than the other? Um, and as soon as you get more and more data uh, from Search Console, you can uh, compare that with what the keyword research tools say. And what I do is I, uh, I per topic, I define like a multiplier. So uh, the keyword research tool is off by a factor X. Um, and I have the real world data here. And I will try to apply that to related topics because that would make sense to me. And that's been working quite well. Okay, that's it's, it's a very good point. We did, a, we did another video where we, um, we had the, I mean, all, all of the tools that estimate traffic, they're basically estimating your, your, your position, the percentage of traffic that you're taking multiplied by their keyword search volume, aren't yeah. they? We did an analysis of, of one of our clients where we said, oh, how much do each of these tools think this site is getting in traffic? And in some cases, they're off by a factor of 10, 100. Oh, yeah. Like, not only are they wrong, some of them, particularly when search volumes are low, they are completely wrong to the point that <laughs> it's worthless data. Um, uh -huh. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And that can be quite exactly. off-putting and quite disconcerting for people if they think, well, I'm not going to target that because it says there's 10 searches a month. Well, there's, there's yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. So especially if you're taking the approach, like I'm going to write a short piece, limited piece, a limited investment, and I'm just going to publish it and see what happens. Uh, that's great. Like, just do it um, and, and see what happens. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's pretty, I've targeted queries like in the, uh, uh, like 200, maybe 300 searches a month ranges, and they ended up uh, being like 10 times that in reality uh, compared to what the, the, the keyword research tools were telling me. So, uh, the, and, and especially if you're looking at um, trends, uh, like emerging yeah. trends, keyword yeah. research tools are lagging behind. Yeah. Uh, so using, for instance, Google Trends is a good one there, um, but also just keeping track of all the platforms where people speak publicly about these topics. If you see it come up in conversations, like, uh, yeah, that could be an indicator that something's up and that there's actually a lot more search volume on it. Great advice, great advice. Okay, so we've got our topic, we've got our keywords. Um, we'll write a short piece first, test it, see what it does. What are you looking for to say, right, we need to write a bit more, we need to add to this, we need to improve it? Yeah, so, um, a great way to look at that is to look at the queries that are ranking uh, like bottom of page one or top of page two. Like, you know, the article is relevant mm. to those queries, but um, they're not up there. Um, so what I always do is uh, I will um, expand the articles, update it with uh, additional sections uh, without losing the um, uh, losing track of the goal that I have in mind for the visitor. Mm, yeah. So obviously, I still want to answer that question. But if it ends up that the, the user has 
is interested in related information and I add that to the article and I improve rankings and overall experience for the user, then that's a win-win. So we'll add those sections, see how they perform. Um, and sometimes like I've ended up like writing a massive piece um, uh, and then I saw that whatever I did, I, I wouldn't be able to go to uh, get to page one for some queries. And then I wrote a short piece, like literally just copy pasted it from the main article, put it on the site as a separate article, and it just ranks top five right off the bat <laughs> with an internal link from the main article. Mm -hmm. So that's an example where you know, okay, so this is the type of content that people appreciate uh, and therefore Google appreciates. Mm -hmm. um, so that would be uh, to, just to try different things to see if you can uh, move up your ranking or if it doesn't work, try a different approach. Um, yeah, make it into a dedicated piece. Great advice. Stephen, this has been um, awesome and, and, and really insightful. I, and again, I would encourage people to go and check out the Content King website, which is contentkingapp.com, right? And go and check out the Academy uh, and have a look at how these pieces are structured because it, um, it is a real masterclass. The conversion rate optimization uh, has been very well thought through and, and obviously these are ranking for some very competitive terms. Thanks, Where can Jim. people find out more about you? And do you have any, I mean, obviously you've got the Content King free trial, though, which people should go and check out. Yep, yep, definitely. So um, I'm not a hard man to find online. So if you search for <laughs> Stephen Van Vassum, um, or like you'll probably have some show notes, uh, uh, like below I the video. So. Be so so, my, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you'll be easy uh, to look me up. Um, you can uh, find us at contentkingapp.com. And we also have a special offer for the podcast listeners. So if you go to contactingapp.com slash exposure ninja, you'll get an exclusive free trial, extended free trial for wow. all of the podcast listeners. So if you want to know like what, yeah, what's the false all about, let's take a peek at uh, Content King. Um, yeah, ma make sure to use that link to get the extended trial. Awesome. And I would, you know, Stephen and his team are smart, so go and sign up for it. See what the sign-up process is like. See what the onboarding is like. <laughs> have a play with it. Like This is the sort of business that you want to follow and study every element of it. Yep. Stephen, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. Great. Thanks very much for having me, Tim. For the show notes for this episode, go to ExposureNinja.com forward slash podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, then please consider leaving us a review on whatever platform you're listening to. And of course, don't forget to subscribe or follow us while you're there. Don't forget also that you can request your free website and marketing review. Just go to ExposureNinja.com and click the button to request your free review. We'll ask you a few questions about your business and your growth goals, and then one of our team will record you a 15-minute video showing you how to increase the volume of leads and sales that your website generates for you. The service is completely free and totally awesome. So go to ExposureNinja.com to request your review today.